Hello, my fans, friends. Welcome to the Rich Terring podcast feed, powered by ACAS Plus. Thanks to everyone who's come to see the Can I Have My Ball Back tour so far. It's been going really well. I've got a four-star review in The Standard, four-star review in The Telegraph, who once called me the worst comedy experience of the year, so that's a turnaround. Uh, people have been coming, people have really been enjoying it, and it's getting better and better. The only gigs this week are both in Pocklington, the town I was born in, near York. Uh, there's a couple of tickets left for the evening show and a few more tickets left for the matinee, I think about 4.30. But love to see you there, Yorkshire. Pop along. Check richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs to see if I'm coming near to you. There are tickets left for nearly every show in the tour. I think Norwich has sold out. Uh, and a couple of gigs in London could do with your support as well. Anyway, please listen to the podcast. Do spread the news about the podcast to your friends. Listen as much as you can. Numbers are slightly down, which may affect the future of this podcast. So just leave it playing, even if you're not in the room. Love you. <laughs> now sit back, relax and enjoy whatever it is you're going to listen to. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, hello there. It's uh, another Rahalastapa this week, again from the Warwick Arts Centre, but with Caroline Quentin from Off of Men Behiving Badly. So, welcome to the show. I hope you'll enjoy it. Go to gofasterstripe.com and you can buy a variety of DVDs and books from me and other comedians that I think you will enjoy. Why not check them out? A few little things that will help us with the podcast, like badges and trump card games and emergency questions books. All your money from these will go to make more podcasts. Uh, we need your money. Thank you very much. Uh, and come and see me live. Go to richherring.com slash gigs or rahelastapa.co.uk. You can also become a member and get all those exclusive behind-the-scenes videos, advance warning of who the guests are going to be, uh, emails, a badge, a little membership pack. It's wonderful. You'll love it. Loads more. Just for a little tiny payment every month that helps us make more of these. Anyway, sit back, relax, and enjoy Rahala Stepper with Caroline Quentin. Hello, it's very dark back here. I find the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Coventry Warwick Art Centre. We're back again for another week. And you can tell it's a different week because the man presenting it isn't wearing the same clothes. It's Richard Herring. How could I be wearing different clothes? Explain that. It's not possible. So there we go. It was very hot last week, wasn't it? Uh, so, um... 
Welcome to Richard Herring's loquacious, sexist talking podcast. Uh, it's a um, new direction for the podcast. I'm getting very talkative sexist. I mean, are there any other kind uh, on? Of all sexists, we're not sexist on this podcast. We'll have uh, sexist women, though there have been only sexist men so far on it. Uh, they'll be talking about why their sex is better than all the other sexes in a derogatory and ill-informed manner. Uh, Hope you'll enjoy that. If I'd brought this out five years ago, it would have been a massive success. But now, for some reason, people don't like it so much. But I was, uh, I was hanging out at the Lady Godiva clock, uh, in, all the way over in Coventry, not in Warwick like we are now. And uh, Peeping Tom appeared out of a little window at the top. I'm sure I approved of the way he'd been depicted. And uh, he says he calls it Rahulastopus. I don't know if that's going to... John, uh, Peeping Tom, of course, is the most famous uh, resident of Coventry, renowned. He was uh, the guy who uh, Lady Godiva rode through Coventry on a horse with no clothes on as a protest of some kind. Yeah, like when... uh, uh, (laughs) I can't think of her name. It's like, what's what's her face went on the uh, Houses of Parliament? What's her name? Gail Porter. It's the same as Gail Porter going on the Houses of Parliament. I I won't ad-lib anymore. It'll it'll ruin... ruin what I'm doing. Uh, it was a protest but Peeping Tom, he looked, didn't he? He had a little peep. No one else did. Peeping Tom had a look. And he's the most, out of all this history of people in Coventry, he's the, the least criminal person. He's just a... <laughs> he's just slightly a sex pest. And that is why he is venerated by everyone in Coventry. Um, I have been on holiday. Uh, it was a while ago now. So I was back last week. And... Um, <laughs> It's fine. It, was, it, it was difficult being on holiday with the kids. The last morning, I was, I was, uh, we were watching the Teletubbies at 6 o'clock in the morning with my 6.30 with my daughter, and she said to me, what animals are the Teletubbies? What species of animal are they? She wanted to know, which is, I thought was kind of a heart... It sort of broke my eyes. I started crying at that, that question, because it's sort of like so innocent, and but so it's a very difficult question to answer. I'm going to make it a new emergency question. <laughs> what animals are the Teletubbies? It's sort of so innocent because it sort of implies they're real. I had to go, well, they're, te- they're just Teletubbies. That's the species of animal they are. But it was sort of some the, the innocence within that question, but also the perception to ask it. It was the juxtaposition of those two things that literally made me cry. Um, <laughs> so sad, isn't it, that we have to grow up and realise the world that the Teletubbies aren't actually animals. <laughs> Um, my son, though, uh, we, we were at a shop uh, buying some milk and my son stole a pack of fruit pastels. So uh, I'm very proud of him. Got them out, he got them out. We didn't notice until we were outside. And I shoplift sweets all the time, so I'm, I'm glad. But it's wrong to take fruit pastels because they, you know, they're a reasonable price. So I took them back into the shop uh, and the woman couldn't believe what I'd done. So that just shows. I said, we didn't notice. I said, I know, but you know, they're yours. So I didn't take them. Maybe she just knows I'm a shoplifter. And he also, um, he, uh, he wanted to go down to the beach. He was really insistent I didn't want to go. And he went down there and there was a little stream and he started taking all the stones out of the stream and putting them along the edge of the stream. <laughs> now, I've never talked to him about stone clearing. I don't think he'd understand if I... That's just innate. That is instinct. <laughs> it's good to see it. So, um, uh, of course, Coventry. Uh, there's some other Coventry jokes for you. Uh, if you were... Uh, if you're sent to Coventry, that means people are ostracising you, doesn't it? That comes from, uh, apparently from the Civil War, royalist prisoners were sent to Coventry, which is a parliamentary stronghold. But the phrase has stuck because Coventry has continued to be shit. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, 
My guest this week, you will be here, and a lot of people will have come because of this, because she is best known as Brenda in Dream Stuffing. I'm very excited about, in fact. Uh, she's also Norman's wife in Hail and Pace, of course. Let's not forget that. Will you please welcome Caroline Quentin! <laughs> Thank you very much. Very nice to hear that little blast from the park. Do you remember yeah. Dream Stuff? I really do remember Dream Stuff. Dream I thought stuffing. it was a very, very good sitcom. Me too. Yeah, I think we only did one series maybe I think there might have been mid two but no I think they repeated I think they I remember and I actually thought when I thought back to it I thought this was when I was in London it was actually when I was still at school 1985 yeah alright don't rub it in it's rude isn't it but it was on late night on channel 4 yeah it was quite rude it was rude yeah and I remember the opening song completely but it was actually I've only found out today it was a Kirsty McCall song I can sing it to you now go on Woke up this morning, but I don't know what for. With the final reminder coming through the door. The house is a mess, the situation's dire. Now the kettle's boiling and the toast's on fire. Don't want to end up being somebody's wife. I just want to have some action in my life. Everybody seems to get me down. But you and me... Oh, just get gosh. me wrong. But you and me, we really get along. Yeah. Not, not so it's much a, a song, more a sort of... For London rant. girls. <laughs> Come on, it's a great song. It is. I love Kirsty McCall. I can't believe I, I've done a show with her singing the yeah. theme tune. I don't know if they, she sang it, but it's her song. Uh, and it was about two girls in two girls in living in a flat. Yeah. yeah, they did something similar a few years later, and I was in that as well. <laughs> <laughs> what was Brenda's part in? Do you remember? What, do you remember you yeah, she was. Episodes? She was there a, a neighbour, I think, who was who was pregnant pretty much all the time. Right. I think. Yeah, okay. yeah. I can't remember much else about it. It was a very long time ago. Think How was certainly. it being Norman Hale's wife in Hale and Pace? It was Norman great. Pace's wife. Really good. Really mm. fun. I can't remember much about that either, but I think it was a really good time. <laughs> He Most of po- it's been fun. I played poker with Norman. He's a nice, nice guy. Um, so let's get on Can you to. Open that? Of course, I, we should have opened it for. No, no, it's all right. Just can't do it with one hand. Well, I know you can. I heard the earlier bit of chat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks <you>. very much. <laughs> Um, well, it's lovely to have you here. You've come over from Stratford upon Avon. Yes, you've been working. I'm at the Royal Shakespeare Company doing a. Uh, excuse me, while I pour this. Just those listening at home, it's water I'm pouring, nothing else. Um, it's having a wee in a teapot. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm doing um, a John Vanbrugh play at uh, at the Swan Theatre, Stratford upon Avon. With a couple of people who've been on the podcast before. Les Dennis. Lovely Les before. Dennis. Very nice. Yeah. I'd, love, I'd love you to tell me he's a horrible prick in real life. because he came Well, I'll tell well. you, he's an absolute arsehole. Okay, good. He isn't, but I'm going to tell you, just to make you happy. And no, Ruth, he's delightful. Rufus Hound, he might be a bit of a dick in real life. Listen, he's yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> if, you had to, if you're on a boat with Rufus Hound and Les Dennis and you had to eat one of them... Eat one yeah, of them. to stay alive. To stay alive. Yeah, which one would you eat first? I'd, I'd, I'd eat Rufus. Yeah, I think First, I definitely. There's and a bit more meat on him. There's, there's more meat on him. He's younger. Yeah. So it might be a little more tender. And also he just gets on my nerves. So <laughs> it'd be an easy choice. <laughs> but that's when it's... Like, we're getting very good reviews for this uh, Yes, play. gone frightfully well. Lovely. I mean, which I would expect of you as a very fine actor. Who's Thank you. won many awards, but it's lovely for Les as well. We were talking about it before he went up and, and did it, but it's a it's a lovely move for him, I think. Isn't it's it? not. I think it's really. Um, it, it's just. It's nice when you know people like Les and myself who are known for doing one one sort of thing. Yeah. Um, kind of meet a new audience doing something entirely different, and um, 
It's kind of fun for some of the audience members as well who clearly haven't read the programme before they go on and you hear people going, is that Liz Dennis? (laughs) (laughs) Is that Liz Dennis? And then another woman the other day who left at half-time and said, I came to this because Caroline Quentin's in it, but I haven't seen her. and my face is white because it's a restoration <laughs> comedy. Well, I was, I, was, um, I was quite pleased, actually. I thought that, that meant I'd been doing good acting. <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, and R- Rufus, uh, actually, because I, I was expecting that everyone in the Royal Shakespeare Company would be working on a Friday night as we're recording this, but, of course, you are in rep. Yeah, so. I'm in rep with another play called Venice Preserved, which is a John Otway, much, much darker piece. I'm in a, a sort of comedy and there's a much darker piece called uh, Venice Preserved that uh, Les is in both of those productions, so he is working tonight. Yeah. Um, but I get nights off. That's pretty good, isn't so it? So I've chosen get... to be here on my night off. That's very nice of you to come out. Who's the to... mug? <laughs> <laughs> to come from Stratford to Coventry. <laughs> oh, we're co- no, it's not Coventry, I'm in Warwick. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've got confused. Uh, but uh, the, the Rufus has given me a few pointers as oh, to things dear. that we should talk about okay. with you. Um, because I, with you've been, you know, I read an interview with you. You said wait, that I mean, I think this is. Uh, You've got deep. nervous. What are you I about have, to say? I know, to me? You've gone all stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still have on. You ever seen, I'm you. still on holiday in my head. Yeah, so okay. it's. Um, I saw a read an interview with you. You said in the first 25 years you worked, you earned three thousand pounds, which can't be correct because you did no, a year. Lot. Well, you have three thousand in a year. Yeah. It made, the interview made it sound like you'd... Even so, it's, it's a You tiny can't moment. trust the journalist, but I, that, I did. I mean, I was a dancer. I was a hoofer. I worked... Yeah. I was at the end of a pier for most of my early work, as was Les. You know, we've come here now. It's really nice, actually, look across this. You see a sort of variety performer, because I... A lot of people in this audience are too young. In fact, most people in this audience are too young to remember. There used to be end-of-the-pier shows, and they would have chorus girls, dancers, wearing sort of feathers on their heads and all that. And then you'd have a comedian... Um, and, and the pay wasn't great, but it was really, really good fun. And I was working in places like Lowestoft, and Les was doing all the working men's clubs and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the money was, it was tiny money. Yeah. But, you know, in those days, you could, you know, you could have a good night out for sixpence. You worked with Bernie, Clif- <laughs> Bernie Clifton in your first show, was that? Uh, right? Bernie Clifton was my first summer season at the Sparrows Nest, and he is adorable. He is. And he was brilliant and funny and so clever and a wonderful man, and I, I just, I, st- I mean, he wrote to me quite recently, I did a, a show, and he sent me a letter saying, hi, how are you? And it was just, it was fantastic, because he's one of those, you know, sometimes you just, you get lucky, and you just work with really extraordinarily talented people, and, and you're young, and you kind of look up to them, and they're everything you want them to be, and he wasn't a grumpy old shit of a comic, he was an absolute <laughs> delight, and he wasn't a lech, and he wasn't any of those things, you know, because, let's face it, we all know nowadays that some of those people aren't as, as pleasant as they appear to be. But and he was usually the ones who worked with puppets are the worst as well, so that is... So the fact... Are you suggesting that wasn't a real ostrich? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> with his legs were outside it, so that doesn't mean... Yeah, exactly, how, how would it work <laughs> it wasn't real? No, it's not, because well, it's true, though, because you hear all the bad stories and you don't hear... No one talks about the people who are the good people. And yeah. Bernie still actually does the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's, at, he's really hilarious. If you get the chance to see him, honestly, he's, he's really funny. Yeah. So that was Lower Stoffed. That was Lower Stoffed. Yeah, 16 uh, years old. But you said you did some temp jobs as well. But you... <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah. 
the you worked as a dresser. I, did, I got I, I was a dresser. I got sacked. I did three different jobs because um, basically I, the reason I've ended up doing what I'm doing is I can't do anything else. It, it really, there's nothing I can do except show off for money. And um, I, it's true, honestly. I, I, there's nothing else. I'm, I'm not qualified to do this, but I, there's nothing else I'm qualified to do. I I was a dresser at Jesus Christ Superstar, and I got sacked quite early on actually because I left um, two priests at the side of the stage waiting to go on with hats, boots and nothing else because I was so busy upstairs flirting with all the actors <laughs> and uh, there were two priests really naked about to go on stage and, um, and I got sacked from that and then I got sacked from Securicor because <laughs> I, um, I know it seems unlikely but I, uh, they put me in, in the accounting bit where if you sell 15 locks or something like that, you know, I think... I think it was locks. Chub locks, yeah. Then you have to fill in a thing that says 15 locks gone. Then you have to go down the thing and say that leaves a total of 20 locks left. Well, I can't do maths. It meant nothing. It did nothing to me at all. So I just used to take these bits of paper and put them behind the filing cabinet. So I'd be act. I mean, I'd act being a very good secretary. I fill that in. La 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 la. Cross that off. Straight behind the filing cabinet. And then when my boss found them about. I don't know, eight weeks later, he said, you've been really good fun to have here, but you've got to go. <laughs> because I found all the, uh, all the invoices. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I did lots of things badly. I got sacked for... Yeah, I was a hat check girl. I got sacked for that, for giving the wrong change to someone. And he thought I was trying to steal from him, but he didn't realise I wasn't clever enough. <laughs> I just had given him the wrong change. Um, yeah, I got sacked. I've been sacked from loads of things, actually. I went as... I was a temp once. Right. And I went in to do a bit of temping, and I'd lied about being able to do typing and shorthand. Of course. Oh, they, they know in me. They know. I, didn't, I hadn't worked it out. They'd know. They put you in front of a typewriter, and you go. <laughs> and I, so I left that after about three hours. <laughs> Pretty good. And you were in the original cast of uh, Les Mis. I was, yeah. I was in the very first company of Les Miserables at the Barbican, and then. I think I did about a year then at the Palace Theatre. I was whores and nuns. Right. Sometimes both together if I got my costume changed slightly mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, I mean, that's a long time ago. Yeah, now. yeah. So, I, did, you know, I think people would be, obviously, you came into public awareness with, in the 90s more, but you were, yeah. you were working as a dancer in, in Blackpool, places like that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think I started work at 16 doing... doing um, Yes, I mean, basically, sort of end of the pier. Panto, did a lot of panto. Um, and then, obviously, the brilliant temping career. And then, um, and then, what happened then? Oh, I know. I did some fringe work. Do you know the old Red Lion? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did some, that was the very first plays in, in London. There's a um, very now famous fringe theatre, and I did some plays there. And I got, um, someone was in the audience one night, and I went to do a, a really very good Nigel Williams play at the Royal Court. I got um, okay. you know, taken to do that, so yeah. I did, a, a, did some acting, um, which I didn't know I could do, actually. It was brilliant finding out I didn't have to do dancing anymore, because that's really tiring. <laughs> um, honestly, it's so tiring being a dancer. Don't, if you, any of you are thinking about it, <laughs> I don't think you, no, you're not, are you? I'm, th- I'm, giving, I'm thinking about it now. Well, honestly, I mean, by all means, consider it, but okay. I'm telling you now, it's exhausting. <laughs> is it exhausting as having two kids under four in a little flat in Bullockham? Nothing is as tiring <laughs> as that. I've done that. No, so, yeah, so I was in the original cast of Les Mis. Yeah, I did End of the Pier stuff. I did Royal Court. And then 
Yeah, then I started to do sort of like costume dramas at the BBC, my first sort of corset work. Right. Um, and when I was about, I suppose I was in my 20s, you know, always getting murdered, constantly getting <laughs> murdered by a Victorian murderer. And, um, and then, and then, uh, was it then? Well, then was Dream Stuffing, I think. Right. And then the, the one that, no, you don't remember it, it was very good. And, um, and then Men Behaving Badly came around about, the, no, then no, I met so, Arthur Smith, yeah, actually, so you which met is you, probably when say. I met you, probably up in Edinburgh, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I was up there. Yeah, I was, well, remember. I was up in you. I think you met him in '87. I was a student in it. That was my first Edinburgh. God, in you're banging on about that age thing, aren't you? I am. <laughs> your, your birthday's the day before me. You're Is the, it? I'm the 12th of July and you're the 11th. Are of July. you? But you know, you're. A I know. I'm years, nearly 60. Yes, and you're only 52. <laughs> yeah. So that was. Yeah. So I did Edinburgh with Arthur Smith yeah. doing live bed show, evening with Gary Lineker, and those sorts of plays. Good, funny plays. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then and then I met the comedy store players and I started to do improv. That's when I, the real comedy stuff started to happen, I think. Yeah. Um, they asked me, because they were looking for women, because they didn't have many women. I think Josie did it at Sandy, but that was about it. Yeah. And, um, and so I started to do that. I started to do improv at the comedy store. I haven't stopped talking since I've sat down. It's all right. I'm so this sorry. is what it's about. All right, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, okay. We'll go through every, we're going to go through every single year until we get to now. <laughs> and then I'll ask you a question. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but that was, you know, but that was... So, A, the, the Arthur Smith stuff was when Arthur Smith, like, really burst through with those shows, the, the, especially Gary Lineker, yeah. the live bed show as well. And, and, and it was... And you want whose line is it anyway as well? Briefly, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did a bit of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, thinking about it, actually, in, in a sort of linear fashion like yeah. that, it, it, it suddenly feels like a very long and rather odd way to spend a life. <laughs> but I think people don't, you know, people don't imagine there's, you know, they think you've just appeared on TV and you've sort of come out of nowhere and they yes, don't, I think the, they don't know all, there's all those yeah. years of working up to it. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Yes. No, that's right. Yes, I think people think you're sort of, you arrive in a sitcom or something and that's where you, was, you started your sort of working life, but they don't realise that maybe 10, 12 years before that you were, you know, dorising around in a set of feathers yeah. at the end of a beer. <laughs> but that impro time must have been because then that was the comedy store the late late eight mid to late eighties when it was sort of in its heyday as well yeah. and and all those people you were working with as yeah. well astonishing kind of Josie Lawrence and uh, who who were the guys who were well, the... had Jim Sweeney yeah fantastic. Uh, Paul Merton Josie Lawrence um, Sandy Toxvig Slattery Mike McShane used to come over and do it yeah he's um, Canadian. <laughs> Is he? I, yeah. I, was, I, that. I couldn't quite remember actually. Andy Smart, Steve Steen, yeah. you know Richard Branch, of course. Um, yeah. it, they it really, I mean, wonderful. If you're gonna if you're gonna do something really, really terrifyingly scary, they're the people to do it. But with. it is that is a big deal to go and do, you know impro is very hard. Yeah, uh, and you're and you're amongst fantastic people yeah. who created it. It must have yeah. been. We, we, was, it, did, was it a safe environment? Did you feel like oh, you could terrifying. do anything? I've, no, no. I've never been as scared, actually. Never been as scared. I remember the first night I went on Slattery, was on, Tony Slattery was on, I went, God, I think I'm going I'm I'm to be sick or I might actually shit myself. <laughs> and he went, no, don't worry, because when you're this scared, peristalsis kicks in and you won't. It's <laughs> like, thanks, and then we were on. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, t- it's absolutely terrifying and, yeah. and remains terrifying, but kind of, really exhilarating to and slightly addictive yeah and you never did stand up though because a lot of people came to improv via stand up or you know that sort of you no were... I did I know I came via end of the pier yeah. really yeah. Okay. yeah yeah 
Yeah, good. I know, odd. <laughs> no, it's good. Well, I'm going to ask you some emergency questions. Oh, good. Before we move on... All right. ...to the next section of your... The section of your life. <laughs> this is your life. <laughs> okay. We ever on This Is Your Life? You weren't, were you? Did they ever do This Is Your Life? No, no. no. I went on for someone else. You know, I was a guest on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, it's very fascinating watching those. Les was on This Is Your Life. Was he? Yeah, and you, you end up... What, it's just so... It's a, such a weird picture of the time as well, because you... Obviously. That 70s and 80s yeah, yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, well, all the people, you know, it's, it was, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all on YouTube. It's worth having a look. Really? Yeah. They're, it's sort of yeah. fascinating. They're, they're sort of fascinatingly, like, because they've got lots of like, family members in them as well. Yeah. So there's just loads of really awkward people <laughs> really failing to tell a story. And it's like they're live, but I think, so, I think some of them were live. Yeah. And, uh, and just go, even like sometimes the professional people come and do something and go, that. What? Why is that going on telly? But I remember, uh, no, but the reason I think it was weird is because I remember going on, I went on, Pam Ferris is a really wonderful actor, and she was doing Darling Buds of May at the time, and I was invited on as a guest, and it was the most deadly bloody atmosphere. It was, one, it was really, it was, like, it was like trying to have an enjoyable time in the back of a truck, you know, on yeah. its way through Poland or something. It was just really, it was hideous. <laughs> there was no atmosphere, and it was, it was, it was awful. Yeah. Glad they stopped making it. <laughs> You've sensed as well that it's not necessarily their best friends, some of them, no. it's just who was available who would turn to turn up, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, have you ever been in a police car, like for reals? I mean, not in an... What, been arrested? Yeah, or just been in a police car, you don't have to be arrested. Oh, I've been, yeah, I've been in cop dramas. I've, yeah. I've, been, in, I've been in so many police cars <laughs> as an actor, yeah. not as a villain. Have you ever been, because I was picked up when I had my mobile phone stolen and I had to drive around looking for the person who'd done it. That's so not true, is it? It is true. I had a Hitler moustache at the time. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. It was for a show. Oh, OK. Yeah. It wasn't real life. Yeah. Okay. Size 13 feet Hitler has, by the way, if anyone was interested. Uh, <laughs> Are so, you serious? Yeah. Big, big shoes. Yeah, big shoes to big fill. Big shoes. Small moustache. <laughs> yeah. That's what they say. Small moustache, big shoes. Um... I, well, I don't want to talk about your childhood a little bit, actually, before we get on to this, because you were at board, you went to your centre boarding school. Your dad was in the RAF. Yeah. And you were sent to boarding school, which I think is an is a unbelievably oh, it's cruel thing for, to happen, both, for both directions. I know you've got kids now. The idea of sending your kids away... Nothing, is... nothing, nothing on God's earth would... I mean, nothing would make me send my children to boarding school. No. I, I really like them. Yeah. And I really, having gone to the trouble of having them... I wanted to see them. Yeah. Uh, very keen on spending time with my children. Yeah, always yeah. have been. And um, I wasn't sent away for any other reason than my parents really, their marriage was not nice. So I was, I, it was really for my, it was for my own benefit. It was for my own benefit. And, right. it, and it was, and I know it was done out of love and kindness. I know it was. But it's bloody hard when you've just turned 10 and you're suddenly alone in the world. It's yeah. really odd. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it's. It's. I think again, it's a generational. Though. I mean, it still happens, obviously now. But, yeah. it, but, it, it, I, you know, there was the feeling that you, that you might be doing the right thing, but it just it seems impossible. And I, do you think that's again? We, I was talking last week about Robin Ince's book, but this there ain't quite a lot of people whose family and the forces go into yeah. comedy. Because were you moving around a lot anyway as a kid? Or no, were you that, in one no, place? no, no. My, my reasons are much more to do with the darkness. Yeah. I think rather than the rather than the moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in fairness, I didn't choose to go into comedy. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. Just, I think. I think. I mean, I. 
Anyway, I can't talk about this because that was last week's show. Okay. I just realised there's no point in me banging on about you were, it. You, you could have been, been here. I could have, actually, I was here. Yeah. I, I always go to all your shows. Thank you. You know that. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I've never missed one. I've travelled around the country. <laughs> and all your London shows I go to. Thank you. Uh, no, yeah, uh, yeah, boarding school. No not, no, no, not for my children. Did you go? No. No, good. No, it's no. good. Yeah. But it's because it's, you know, a lot of it's that kind of public school idea is people are very down on people going to public school, but it seems so horrible in so many ways that that, that lifestyle that it's, it seems so. I think it's ghastly on, on just about every level. I mean, I think it is a sort of social engineering yeah. thing. And I think, um, I mean, I, my, the boarding school I was at, in fairness uh, to my parents, it was, I, was, I got a grant because I was a dancer. I mean, right. I, was a, I, was, I was a sort of um, quite a precociously good dancer hard to imagine looking at me now I know but I, you know I, I was reasonably good at it and, uh, and and the school I went to was a place it was a bit like the sort of Royal Ballet School it was it was one of those kind of places so yeah. I wasn't sent because it, you know I was going to you know meet all the right people or anything I was there to you know learn to dance which is really painful and tiring and uh, and to be lonely and cry <laughs> <laughs> come on you know that's not true <laughs> It's, it's interesting. You're, you're, you've got older sisters, but they were quite a bit older as well. So you're, you're... Yeah, my sisters are all 9, 10, 12 yeah. years older than me. Because I think, again, younger, I'm the youngest. I think a lot of younger yeah. kids, because you've got to make your mark by being entertaining it's so to get your food. It's, it's, it's really true, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's absolutely true. You have to charm your siblings so that you can manage to get... Because my brother and sister are only like five and six years older yeah. than me, so I'm a little afterthought, but yours are like ten, ten or so years older than you. Yeah, nine years, I think, my yeah. next sister, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Cool. <laughs> uh, that's all right. <laughs> so Men Behaving Badly, it's quite interesting. Men Behaving Badly, is, it's interesting that that show could exist, that you couldn't do that show with that title now. It would be a very different sitcom. In, the, in the, the years of Me Too, men behaving badly. But it's, it was very much of its time, though, wasn't it? It's, it's... Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, obviously I don't, I don't hang around watching it very much, but I, I, what I remember of it was that... Um, I mean, uh, people always kind of talk about it because it was about the boys being badly behaved, but actually my memory of it is, is, is the girls in the show being quite vocal and quite strong and quite forthright. Yeah. Um, so, although of course you couldn't make it now and you wouldn't make it now, but I, there, there was always that element to it. I don't. I think one always tried to redress the balance. Yeah. You know, as as a performer, I was always trying to get some a laughs for the yeah. girls, and but b also not let the boys be revolting and get away with it. And you know, so I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was it was very much of its time. But it was a, it was a massive show, and it, and it was very much the four. The four of you, you know, that was it, mm. that central half. So, the, you know, the, what, that is very progressive. I think you're right about the, the female characters in it were very strong. It sort of is, it's, and they were charmingly <laughs> idiotic, those, the yes, guys. and they still are. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> but uh, it, what I find interesting, it was on ITV, first of all, that's the, yeah, and, with a different cast. Yeah, it was on ITV, and they, they um, sacked it off. Um, I can't remember what you could, they cancelled it or yeah. whatever. And Beryl Virtue, who's a producer, just, you know, half woman, half Jack Russell, she just went to the BBC and she stuck with it and she got it made. And Harry Enfield, who, who was in it and didn't want to do that sort of thing, really, he had his, all his own plans, you know, to go and do his own stuff. And uh, we got Neil Morrissey to join us and it worked really well. Yeah. And we did it for years. I can't remember how many, but maybe seven or eight or nine, long time anyway. Yeah. 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 
No, it was well, it was it was it was that kind of incredible big people show. People have an enormous fondness for it. It's yeah, yeah. You know, I meet people, you know, of, of a certain age who who literally kind of can quote bits of scenes and have fond memories of spending time with it. And yeah, it's it's not it's a nice. People treat you nicely when you've made comedy shows. Yeah. You know, it's not when you go to foreign towns and things. People are always pleased to see you and. It, it's it's a it's a it's a good thing. And it was massive. It was like thirteen. I mean, you wouldn't get those thirteen or fourteen million. Views. No, I mean, I, you well, wouldn't get that now. Christmas, we got something like seventeen million right. people watching yeah. telly. It's like <laughs> no one, no one will do that now. Yeah. No. And Jonathan Creek as well, which I, yeah. I, I actually watched the whole of Jonathan Creek quite recently because it's all on Netflix. All, I think all except the very recent ones they've done. And your series are easily the best ones. Thank you very they much. Are, but, you. but I think also because I think both, it's such a lovely relationship between you and Alan yeah. Davis. And, and it's, and it's uh, and not conventional as well. Especially now, you would never get two very nice and attractive but normal people and neither of you are... Of what would be on TV now, if you understand what I mean. No, I absolutely at the, at the heart yeah. of something, and yeah. it's sort of a little, a little bit of a love story, but not really. The, the sexual no. tension's there, but it's not a massive deal. No, and again, it, it I wasn't think... a will they, won't they sort of situation. No. It was about well, I mean, it's about David Jerome. It's brilliant plots, actually, yeah. is what it was about. And um, and Alan and I had really good chemistry. I think you know, it was uh, it was kind of again, it was a kind of quite a good equal match yeah, you know i think we yeah. were well matched as a sort of pair of actors and um they were good i mean I, they were and also i don't know i mean i don't know about what, how they do it now but the production values were so good on those, those yeah. shows they were the care taken to do exactly <laughs> what was written in the scripts was um i mean second to none it's beautiful the production values were so beautiful sure verity lambert and and the, just because you, you went away to have a family was the reason. Is that the reason that you? Yeah, in the I went. I well, I had my. Oh God, I mean, I was pregnant during the filming of the last one I was in, and I, I, I was very pregnant, and I'd been filming with sort of big shoulder bags over. Cause my character wasn't meant to be pregnant. I was shoulder bags and you know hiding behind hedges, and <laughs> you know I was really because I was big pregnant, and. Um, Leading ponies across things, but I know I and um, <laughs> and um, and then and then uh, my daughter came ten weeks early, so I was filming um, with Lee Ingleby. Actually, do you know him? He's a wonderful actor. God, he's brilliant. Anyway, he was playing um, a villain, and he and I were. He had a. I think he had a gun in my mouth, and he was help, pushing me down a hill, and I was trying to not be pregnant, <laughs> and everybody was all shooting from funny angles and everything. And I went to bed that night after filming. I thought, I don't feel tip-top. I know I'm pregnant. It's very, very hot. And then in the morning, I had one scene to do, and I wasn't feeling well. And, I, and they put me in a car to take me back to London. I think we were filming in, I don't know, someone like Coventry or something. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Coventry. I'm joking. I'm kidding. Um, it was somewhere. And, uh, and I got out of the car, and, and I was living in the middle of London at the time, in Soho, and my waters broke. Oh, my God. And it was 10 weeks too early, and I thought, wet my pants, that's so embarrassing, I can't bear it. So I phoned my husband, I went, I think I've either wet my pants or my waters have broken. And he went, right, okay, okay, right, okay, 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 I'm coming, just, okay. So I went into the flat, and I sat there thinking, oh, God, this is really too early to have a baby. 10 weeks is very, very early. Yeah, have, yeah. You, have you had a premature baby? No. No, I mean, not you, obviously. No. Um, it's just the way you're sitting. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I um... <laughs> Stupid thing to say. I can't believe I said it out loud <laughs> on the radio. Or not on the pod? 
Why do you say podcast it? Podcast is fine. Okay. Yeah. I said it on the pod. I, um, anyway, so yes, my water broke. And then, um, so, so, so my husband, okay, who wasn't my husband then, he's my boyfriend, he said, right, come on, I've got to take you to the hospital. I said, okay. He said, all right, let's do it. So we got in the car and he sat there and he went, I can't remember how to drive. <laughs> so, so, so shocking, then my daughter came. My daughter came. Right. So I had my tiny, tiny daughter. She was about two and a half pounds. She was so small. So... Everyone's a critic. Um, so, so, um, and, 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 then, and then I went back and finished my, oh my filming. God, no. and, then, and then I lost a couple of babies. And then I wanted to concentrate on getting and having another baby because I really yeah. wanted another one. So I didn't do any more Jonathan Creeks. And they, and they kind of moved on with the characters. And it's, to be absolutely brutally honest with you, I've never watched one right. that I'm not in. I just don't really want to watch other people doing a show that I should be in. No, well, it's, I, that's understandable. It's really honest. I can't, I can't tell you. I, I, I don't like it. I'm not yeah. happy about it. And I never will be. <laughs> what can I tell you? Furious. Absolutely furious. And could you, would you, would they have you back? Could you go back? Listen, if they'd asked me, I'd go back at the drop of a hat. Yeah. But they've never asked me. I don't know why. Idiots. Well, bastards. bastards. I think you're right. It's silly of them, isn't it, really? It is silly of them. Yeah. It's sexism. It's sexism, yes. <laughs> they, they do employ women, though. Well, it's, it's fantastic. It's worth watching if it's still all up. It was, on, it was all on Netflix at least a, a few months ago. I know. I, it's, it's, it is, it's, They're beautiful. It's made, really beautiful. Yeah, and it's, it is. It is. They've got great actors in, too. Yeah. They're really, really good actors doing, yeah. doing great acting in it. And it's, well, I mean, I suppose, they, do they make things like this anymore? They still make it occasionally. But well, I don't know. I mean, it's quite difficult. Like, yeah, all about even diff- things like that are quite sort of that sort of genre, but they're not that funny, are they? No, and they're, and they're not. It's a different thing every, it's a different cast and a different, I mean, yes, the, that's you know, right. different yeah. location every time. Yeah. So it's a lot, it's a very expensive programme to make. Pr- yeah, they still make it, though, I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're like one. No, every... I'm not in it anymore. No, I've they noticed. They still make it. No, I've noticed. I don't know why. It's <laughs> <laughs> a waste of money. <laughs> So, and you were, do you get when you go abroad? Do you get recognised from being in? You were a traffic warden in Mr Bean. Do you remember that? <laughs> do you, can you go can, when you go to Albania? But do you know? I don't think. I, I mean, I, of course, I remember yeah. it. Um, and and my children when they first saw it when they were little and they were so thrilled. That I was, you know, the kids they love it. Um, but no, I've never been recognised for that traffic warden work. I'd just like to think you could dine out around the world. Yeah. You'd go anywhere in the world. Listen, I'm going to give it a go. Because, you know, that's loved around the world, isn't it? Maybe I need to wear a hat more. <laughs> Is that... Dress Do they wear a tra- hats? Tra- well, you must have had a, what, a traffic warden. Yeah, they have hats, yeah, don't they? They do have hats. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, world's ugliest pets. That's mainly what I've got you on to talk about. Yeah, you've got a dog, haven't you? I've got a dog. She's very beautiful, though. She would not be on Everyone your show. Everyone thinks their dog's beautiful. My dog is beautiful. I love her Will more than I dog. love my children. <laughs> Do you? No. Quite close, though. Yeah. No, uh, I know. I've got four dogs and yes. two children. What does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, how, how did you feel when you got the world's ugliest dog's oh, was, job? Uh, well... It was the world's ugliest pets. Sorry. And um, they took me all over the world to meet some really strange animals. <laughs> hairless things, lots of yeah. hairless things. People like that. People quite, if they have allergies or they just like hairless things, they have hairless guinea pigs or rats or things like that. Um, and um, dogs, you know, dogs that, you know, their, their, their bottom jaw comes up than their eyebrows, things like that. I can't really remember much about it. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. I, I have four beautiful dogs. I, yes. I can't, you know, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was an excellent job. I thought we'd talk about that for ages. Oh, sorry, darling. I can't remember. No. Remind me. It's near. It was only a, like last year or something you oh, were doing that. Yeah, well, there you are. It's a long time. <laughs> Can you remember getting to number 25 in the pop music charts? Who would forget it? I thought it was 14. Well, not according to Wikipedia. Yes, Leslie Ash and I did... um, I can't remember the name of the song now. You got it written down? Um, I I didn't write it down. I'm going to see if I'm going to remember it. I can't remember it. We could look at... It's what? Tell him! That's it, yes. I'm trying to tell him. (laughs) Tell him. Tell him what it's called. Oh, tell him. Can you sing it for us now? Yes. Okay. Something about love, you've got to want it bad. If you something, something above, go out and get him. If you want him to be always by your side, if you want him to be, swallow your foolish pride. Tell him that you're never gonna leave him. Tell him that you're always gonna love him. Tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him right now. And the second verse. I mean, I'm slightly upset that my my singing the three the theme to Dream Stuffing did not get a round of applause. <laughs> slightly offended by that. How did that only get to 25? It's ludicrous. Was it Leslie Ash messing it up? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a really good singer. Yeah. She's a really good singer, actually. <laughs> right. I'm going to ask you some more emergency questions. Good. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you some Christmas emergency questions. Excellent. Because it's nearly Christmas. Is it? <laughs> We'll be by the time. We'll be by the time. Where did this go out? God knows. Okay. I've got so many of these in the bag, it's insane. <laughs> I mean, I might very well be dead, and I'm still. Still, it's going out. Um, uh, 
Did anyone ask that? What became... No, that one asked that. Has anyone... No, I'm not saying <laughs> Yes, they have. What was the worst thing that a relative bought you something for Christmas that wasn't quite what you wanted, but you had to pretend to like it anyway? When I was married to Paul Merton, which I was, he oh, bought yes. me a foot spa. <laughs> not impressed? Do you know, now... <laughs> now, in, in, my, in my latter years... Yeah. And actually, even at the time, probably... I, I probably really wanted it. Yeah. But because I was only in my 20s or something, I felt it should be sort of, I don't know, sexy underwear or something. Yeah. I didn't want it to be a foot spa. Now, I wish I'd kept it. Yeah. Because I'd love for it. I'd be, I could use it na- like now. I'll get you a foot spa. You say that. <laughs> well, I'll get it for you. I'm going to get it sent to you for your birthday. I'm gonna, it's 11th of July. I know. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on, I'm going to go on uh, Amazon after the show, on the drive home, and uh, I know where to send it. All right, I'm going to hold you to this. I'm going to send it. It's going to be the best foot spa you've ever had. What do you had. want for your birthday on the 12th? Um, I don't, I've, got, I've got everything. I don't want a foot you've spa. You've got everything. I've got everything I want. You've got another but... dog. Dogs are always No, that's one's enough. Okay. Babysitter. Babysitter, yeah. You can have my children. You can take my children. Oh, lovely. No, I'd love yeah. that. I like children. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay to like children. It's okay. That's okay. We live in a world now where even saying I like children. Whoop. Oh. Oh. Oh, I see. Got a rum. We got a rum one here, like it's someone working in show business. If Caroline Quentin turns out to be a wrong and I'm going to be very surprised. That's going to really dampen my respect for the world. Uh, Okay, that was good. 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 Thank you. Do you think Noel Edmonds has ever spent a Christmas alone? I don't think he has. No. I think there's always been somewhere there. But I think he did those shows. I think he would have been alone if he hadn't been doing those <laughs> Christmas present shows. Do you? Yeah. Why would he work on Christmas Day every year? That's weird, isn't it? Were they live then? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I think, weren't they? Noel's Christmas presents. Yeah. My sister used to love those. Did she? Yeah, she's very... It was a different time, wasn't it? Was. it? <laughs> what do they put on telly on Christmas now? <sighs> Is it always Doctor Who? They don't bother putting anything on. No one's watching. No one. No, you, you, would, you don't put the telly on anymore, do you? No, I, no. I might watch. I watch the rugby. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Just the rugby. Yeah. And maybe Gardener's World. <laughs> what kind of animal do you think the Teletubbies are? <laughs> I think. I feel like crying. You ask me that question. It's such an innocent, beautiful <laughs> question. Um, I think. <laughs> I was listening to your warm up. Um, I, I think they're a sort of. Um, I think they're a, a bear person, Ariel. <laughs> it's sort of weird that they. I, I was watching it the other day. It's sort of weird that. I mean, it's weird in a lot of ways. There's so many weird children's yeah. stories. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird that they still exist because they're so based on this old technology of Ariel, you know, like of a TV Ariel and a TV even. Like, you do, I mean, the TVs still make sense. But it doesn't... To a kid, it must be so confusing. Cause Do they still put it on the telly? Yeah, it's Your on the children like it? Uh, my daughter sort of was, was bit curious about it. My son likes it. They've now got the Teletubbies, have now got baby Teletubbies. That's wrong. Which is really wrong, because surely the wrong. Teletubbies are babies, that's, right? Yeah. That's the whole point. Hello, oh, oh, bye-bye. And they all talk the like babies. Saying? And they've got little baby Teletubbies. No, no, no. Have you seen wrong. it? You've got to watch the Teletubbies. There's Moon and Me. You've got to watch Moon and Me. 
So anyone's... No, fuck, man. This is the scariest programme. It's on about six o'clock, just at the bedtime. And it's... Oh, man. What's so all these it? toys come to life, but there's one that is like a clown thing. Oh. And it's got... Someone put this on Twitter. I can't remember who. But the eyes are like anuses. <laughs> and, it, and there was a... <laughs> there was... There was a bit, it's called Collie Wobble. It's like something Reese Shearsmith has created, I'm not kidding. It comes alive. And there was literally Collie Wobble. A, mo- a, moon, a ma- moon baby comes from the moon and p- brings them all to life, which is scary, and his head glows. It's terrifying. And then there was just a scene where Collie Wobble was leaving town and it just had a walking down a, a road for a minute, nothing happened, just walking. Despite behind the hill, nothing happened. Then it appeared behind the hill, and literally three minutes of airtime, Collie Wobble just silently walking away from wherever the fuck they were. I, did, I was so terrified. And that, they're all terrified. Every single one of them is... It's the most scary thing I've that ever seen. That's really sinister. They're all pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, that, but it's good. Do you remember stuff from kids, from kids' TV that was scary and things like... I mean, from when I was a kid... I mean, there's te- Zelda from... The, what's her face? Bagpuss. Bagpuss uh, was sort of... Nah. Hector's house was quite scary. Do you remember yeah, Hector's house? Yeah, I do. I do. But I like... Mr. Nosy Bonk was a very... From Jigsaw. That. That, was, that? that was Jigsaw. Janet Ellis was in it. Uh, oh, no, you what, see, I was at school by then. Yeah. yeah. Grot Bags. Grot wasn't not scary. <laughs> and there were so many. Jimmy Savile was really good. <laughs> it was pretty scary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good, very good. Um, I'm going to ask you about. Just going to check what I've got here. What does that say? I don't know. Oh, it's about. It says Dennis Hound, and I was trying to work out who that was, but it's Les Dennis and Rufus, Rufus Hound. Hallow, very good, yeah. so, who's Dennis Hound? I don't know. He'd be worth finding I like the out. Sound about. Of him. Another emergency question. Okay. Oh, this is an interesting. Let's see where we go with this. What's the most pretentious book you've ever bought but never read? Um, à la recherche de ton perdu by Marcel Proust. Have you, did you buy that? Yes, I did. Wow. There I've said. What all every there's like nine volumes long, isn't it? It's 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 as thick just... as a step. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that. And actually, I did read the first page and think, oh, I think it's quite enjoyable, but oddly never picked it up again. No. So not that enjoyable. That's the same with James, Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man, or whatever it's called, James oh. Joyce. Have you read that? Hen- is that what it's Henry called? Henry James. Henry James, no, is it Henry James? No, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of something by James Joyce. What was that called? Well, there's all sorts of shit yeah. in there. <laughs> I mean, I definitely haven't read it. That's what I'm saying. I've, yeah. bought, I've got it, but I definitely... I think both of those things I've fact, read. You know, I, well, no, I, 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 yeah, that is the most protected book. Because, I, I, you know, I, when other people were at university and things, I was um, shuffle, hop, step, ball changing yes. behind Bernie Clifton. But then that's quite... I know a, where I'd rather be. That's quite, that's quite a bold choice to buy. It was because of the Monty Python sketch about summarising Proust. That's, I knew, that's the, all I know about Proust is from that, from the Monty Python sketch. And that the, he likes Madeline biscuits. That's it. That's yeah, and, that's, and that's, I, I love Madeline. Have yeah. you ever had one? They're I don't, oh yeah, I think I have. They're, really, they they're nice. vanilla flavoured. Yeah, you've got to eat them when you. <laughs> yeah, it'll call back to backstage. Uh, it's, you've got to eat them when you're a child and then remember them. And it's it like you know, it's yeah. quite. It's no, quite. It's, it's a be- I like that. I, I will read it one day. Yeah, I will read it. one day. You don't day. need to you, you eat a Madeline biscuit and remember right. when you were young. That's all, right. that's all you've got to do. <laughs> okay, I've that's all it. it's about. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, good. Idiot. I'll read something else. Yeah. Read some, you know, read some Dan Brown. <laughs> He's good. See a page turner, that guy. I've already asked you that question backstage. Um, if you had to put everyone called Smith in a league table based on their worth, who would be A, the best Smith, B, the median Smith, and C, the worst Smith? Only answers when you can give a name for all three Smiths. Okay, Arthur Smith is my top oh, number good. one yeah. Smith. He is great. My second Smith is Bessie Smith, okay. the singer. My th- oh, the, and then I've got to have a bad worst Smith. Smith yeah. The worst Smith is going to be... Um, um, who's a nasty Smith? Mike Smith. Who's Mike Smith? <laughs> Morrissey. Is he... Um, he's from the Smiths. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Morrissey's good. Morrissey's the worst Smith. Good, thank you. Thank you, that lady. <laughs> and I've got to ask a few classic emergency questions yes. just for the, uh, for the audience who are, live out here away from London. Yes. I live away from London. I know, so do I. <laughs> um, if you uh, were going to be in a human centipede, you're going to be... What? <laughs> you don't have to answer this question. Do you it? know what a human centipede is? Have you seen the film The Human Centipede? No, I don't know what that is. Okay, I had to explain it to Dawn French as well. <laughs> It's quite a lot that I have to explain. There's a film called The uh, Human Centipede. It's about a mad scientist who... I mean, never, I've never seen it, but I'm, I'm aware of the plot. Uh, he gets three young people and he stitches them together in quite an unusual and unpleasant way. OK, hang on. So they resemble a centipede. They become, a, they become like... I think I just... Because there's more unpleasant ways to think of than this, but it's mouth to bottom. They're stitched together. And I, I want you to be placed in a human centipede, but you get to choose. Mouth to bottom? Yeah, you get to choose the two people who are either... You're in the middle. You're going to be stitched there, and your bottom, in turn, will be stitched to someone else. Yeah. It's good that... And this is the sign of a great actor getting into character. <laughs> Choose who's behind and who's in front. Yeah, you can choose anyone in behind and in front. Okay, in front. Oh god, if they're sick. Um, that's really. Oh god. Okay. All right. In front is. Um, god. Okay. It's really difficult. This isn't it. It is. They're very difficult. I mean, it's not likely to happen, is it? We don't know. We'd, we we'd, can, if, we'd, we, if, they, if, if I've guessed right, we've got the two people backstage. <laughs> and we'll do it. In that case. Bring on Johnny Depp and Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like to be John Steve Martin behind you? That seems unfair on Steve Martin. I'm guessing I'm Johnny Steve Depp. Martin. I'm just having Steve Martin up front. Up front, Jenny, yeah. Johnny Depp behind. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. yeah, I get that now. That's yeah. very good. It, it, now it all makes sense. Now it's all beginning <laughs> yeah. to make sense. So what happens after the uh, provoked wife? The provoked wife? I don't know. No? No, just uh, the way I've never known. I never know what's going to come next. It's, it's you know, what well... It's the life of, a, of an actor. You, you don't know what you're going to do. So I finish on September the 8th. I'm doing a little episode of Doc Martin oh, in yes. a couple of weeks with my friend Martin Clunes, who really only gets me in so that we can muck about together. It's so kind of him. <laughs> he just, he, right, I play this vet and I, go, I turn up once every series. And, um, but this time in a really cracker. Can I say this? Is, when's this going? Oh, it doesn't really matter. Say it. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, I play this vet. And um, do you know who Martin Clunes is? You're so young. I yeah, think they know. Um, I, yeah, he, I mean, it'd be lovely if they didn't know who Martin Clunes yeah. was. <laughs> okay, so Martin Clunes and I did, used to do a sitcom that we talked about earlier. And we're really, really good friends in real life. But we've got to do this scene. He plays a doctor and I go to him and I say, Doctor, I, I found a lump in my breast. 
And he's got to, he's got to, dredging this. I've got to film it next week. He's got to give me a breast exam. <laughs> I can't tell you. I'm hot with embarrassment even now just thinking about it. What? I can't bear the idea of it. I mean, I know it's not going to be real. He's no. not really going to do it. I mean, you know, the camera will be set in a certain way and everything. But how are we going to get through that? <laughs> how are we going to, how are we going to do that, Why have they written that for you? That is just that I stuff. just think... Um, I think it's Julian Unthanks, the author. I think he just thought, what's the most ludicrous, uncomfortable thing I can do to these two actors? Yeah. And that's it. It's a bit like asking your mum and dad to do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. It'll be funny, though. <laughs> it will be good. We'll look out for it. I wonder how many takes that will take. And whether... Do they do... It'll be all right on the night, because that's... You can get I don't know if they still do, you but You can actually, get 250 quid every time they show. might give you all right and all left on the night as well, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> But you know that's it's, it's I mean because I was I was on TV in the 1990s as well. It feels like a long time ago, but it's gone so fast, hasn't it? That that 19 years since the year 2000. That's yeah, so you basically had kids. You, know, you had a kid in in 2000. Your first kid I, in 2000. Did I? God. Or 1999. 1999. Yeah, that's right. And she's nearly 20. Yeah. And my boy's 16. Yeah. So it has gone. What sort of fast? I don't know. People say that. I, 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 rem- I, I, no, I, it's got about the right tempo. <laughs> I, think, I think it's got about the right tempo. I me. feel for me, maybe it's because I've just had my kids at the end of it. That How old were you when you had your first one? Like 48 or Yeah, that, you see that, I mean, I was, I was old, but I was 38. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's different and it's different. You, you're yeah. an old father. I feel like a, bit, a big 20 years of my life has just been... You know that experiment where the guy sucked out someone's hypothalamus to see whether that would cure epilepsy? Do you hear about it? And it just it doesn't. It makes you uh, forget everything. Really? <laughs> from, yeah, it's basically where... You, I can't remember if it's this long-term... It's, the lo- it's some Short very important memories that yeah. basically can't remember anything uh, that's just happened, I think, or something like that. But it's, I feel like, like a big chunk of my life just disappeared. I can't work out how I've got no, to 52. No, I think it's because you're tired. I think, yeah, maybe. I think when you have young children, you're really tired. Yeah. And you can't remember anything. But it'll all come back to you. And you think? There'll be, there'll be pictures on your phone and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've left it too late, though. You know, by the time it's over... I mean, kids stay at home until they're 30 now. Yeah. I'm not going to be around, am I? I, I don't want to be around that long. <laughs> Death will be a blessed release. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> We, we're, we're both upset our, all our children. I know, no. We, uh, my kids won't listen to this. No. <laughs> Only by the, when I'm when I when in my will, yeah. I'm going to say they have to yeah. listen to all the podcasts and read all my blogs that I wrote about, and they'll go, "Oh God, he was horrible. He's so horrible, horrible man." Horrible. That's all our memory. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about getting older, Caroline? There was a kind of there was an article I said that something you're galloping towards your sixties. Yeah. An article which seemed like incredibly. I. I I'm, I'm, my birthday, as you know, is on the yeah. 11th of July. I'm looking forward to my foot spa. Yeah. And um, I, I don't care. I'm happy. I'm, so, I'm absolutely cool about it. I genuinely am loving it all. We're having a really good time. Um, feel probably happier now than I... I you know, I, I, just, I, I just like it. I like being the age I am. I'm having a really nice time. I'm very lucky. I get to work with loads of young people, and it's great. It's funny and nice and... They're very kind to me. And when I can't remember my lines, they whisper things in my ear on stage and stuff. It's, um, it's good. I don't mind. I'm, you know, it's pretty, pretty good from yeah. where I'm standing. It's sort of nice still to be here, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's no, that's the alternative is not to be here. Truthfully, it's yeah. really nice to be here. And, and, you know, 
feel all right, quite well and happy and, you know, doing new and interesting things, doing my first podcast. Yes. You know, it's, it's good. Yeah. Do you remember in about the year, it might have been the late 90s, if, if you, we, you were at a uh, party at the uh, Ballam Banana, the Bedford in Ballam. With Arthur With uh, uh, Arthur would be there. Terry Johnson, the playwright, was yes. there. Yes. Who used yes. to live in the flat above my above, my, above me in Ballam, uh, and my, Peter Bainham, the uh, comedy writer who went to LA and is a big success in LA, uh, bet me a hundred pounds that I wouldn't. They were doing karaoke, and he said, "Bet." He said, "I bet you won't sing Bohemian Rhapsody." And he said, I'd, "And I said I'd do it for a hundred pounds," and it was really difficult. And then you came. I think you came up on stage and were, did the the things behind me. Do you remember that? Did I do it to help you out? Yeah, you yeah, you were being time. nice because I was dying on my ass. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Peter remember. Bainham never gave me the £100. Did he not? No. That's disgraceful. I do remember it, actually. Yeah. But they were, they were quite fun. Those it was fun, though, yeah. But it was nice. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was the last time I saw you. Yeah, I'm not a man. And that 20 years just went bang. <laughs> yeah. Bang. Yeah. Is this a real life? <laughs> <laughs> Should we do it now? No. Okay. I think you're a better singer than I am. Um, so, well, look... Yes, we've got. I, th- I think we've got time for maybe one more um, emergency question, okay. and I'm going to go from the front of the book, where the popular, crowd-pleasing questions will be. Um, okay, this is a good one. Have you ever seen a ghost, Caroline Quentin? It'll be good if you have. I I haven't seen one, oh. but I have. When I was about twelve years old, I stayed at my sister's cottage in Sussex. Oh, it was terrifying. It was so frightening. My bed, my, I was in a, a metal um, bed in this cottage, and my bed shot. I was in the bed, and I, the bed shot across the room with me going like that, and then shot back again. And then I tried to open the door, and I couldn't, I don't know if this was, I was too nervous or something, but I couldn't, I could hardly breathe. So I haven't seen a ghost, but I have been moved by a ghost. I don't <laughs> been know. Flung around. I've, been, I've been shunted across a room by a ghost. There was definitely something in the room. It moved me across the room. It was terrifying and I never went back upstairs in that house ever again my sister lived there for years and I never went back upstairs it was terrifying it was terrifying did anyone else in the house uh, well no my sister but my sister and her then girlfriend said there was an old lady who used to sit down by the fire and you used to smell ham cooking when you went down some mornings and they were both vegetarians so it wasn't them <laughs> but you would smell ham cooking it was a no. most very very old cottage wow and weird so I haven't seen one no sorry I mean that's better than seeing one isn't it yeah Being it was terrifying it was terrifying by it, was, one. it was honestly terrifying by a ham eating old woman <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect that. I didn't expect that that was a fantastic question to end on ladies and gentlemen give a massive round of applause Caroline Quentin I've been listening to Rollerstabar with me, Richard Perring, and my guest, Caroline Quentin. We are very happy to thank the wonderful band who are called Pest, who give us the theme music to this show. Thank you also to everyone at Warwick Arts Centre for being so welcoming. Thank you to everyone at GoFaster Stripe. Everyone at all your audio platforms where you download this podcast. Without them, we'd be nothing. I'm indebted to my executive producer, Michael Hudson, and also to my regular producer, James Hingley, and also, I guess, Ben Walker. Why not? Fuck him. 
This is a GoFastTheStripe.com Sky Potato and Fuzz production. Go to rahalastapot.co.uk to become a member, a badger, and get all lots of stuff like backstage videos and a membership card. It's all pretty cool, my friend. Rahalastapot.co.uk. You'll find out all the details there and lots of other stuff too. I love you. Bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening. RichardHarring.com slash gigs. GoFasterStripe.com for all my books, downloads, all that sort of shizzle. Oh, yeah, I know all the cool words. And um, would love to see you on the, on the Can I Have My Ball Back tour if you can make it. Bye.